Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Autism. I'm your host, Sarah Antonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with autism to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive and not let stereotypes define them. By looking at a variety of topics, such as health, advocacy, and spirituality, my mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold advocates for their children. By gaining the confidence needed to do so, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their own gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through autism instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome. Today's podcast episode title has me giggling a bit because every time I hear the word assume, every time I read it, I immediately hear both my parents in my head shaking their finger at me saying, Sarah, don't assume. It makes an ass out of you and me. And I'm laughing to myself, recounting all those times in my life when my parents said that to me. But today, ironically, I'm going to ask you to make some assumptions about individuals you meet with unique needs, especially adults. And I'm doing this because I've had the pleasure of having some really powerful conversations lately with certified behaviorists who work with special needs adults, with the founder of Rapid Prompt Method, which is a powerful method I'm now certified in allowing nonverbal individuals or verbally challenged individuals to communicate fluently and effectively. And the conversations I've had with these incredible women stirred up major conversations, not just with me, but with many people around why individuals with special needs are not being offered the same opportunity as their peers why they're often treated younger than they are or not in an age-appropriate way, and how we, you and I, right now, can be in charge of creating a shift for this population so that they achieve their full potential and allow their brilliance to show. Because just because they can't express their brilliance in the same way you can doesn't mean it's not hanging out deep beneath the surface, ready to emerge. And as I was getting certified at Radford Prompt a few weeks ago, that became hugely apparent to me as I watched individuals with all different kinds of special needs communicate, saying things you would never imagine they had the capability to say unless you knew them intimately. It blew my mind, and it was a powerful moment for me to realize most assumptions people make about people with special needs, especially non-speakers, are flat-out incorrect. And even though the intention might be good, the result is damaging to their future. And if you're a parent of a child with special needs and your child is young, I want you to listen to this episode anyway, because as your child grows, one of the most empowering things you can do is treat him or her in an age-appropriate way. And these assumptions we're going to talk about today 
will help you to do exactly that. The most powerful assumption you can make about an individual whose ability to communicate looks different than yours or someone who has any type of special needs that make him or her different is to assume competence. Assume competence. This doesn't mean someone already knows something. You might have to teach it to them. But assume this person is capable of learning, capable of acquiring a certain skill, capable of communicating. Assume he or she can be taught. Assuming competence sounds very straightforward. And yet, how often have you encountered somebody, even a professional, who assumes that your child doesn't get it or doesn't understand. I've certainly faced this many, many times. I've had therapists talk over my child and say, oh, you know, that's too abstract for him. He won't get it. I've had therapists who worked in my kid's school say, oh, you know, we're not going to talk about feelings, basic feelings. Like I feel tired. I feel sick. I feel happy because it's too abstract. He won't get it. And I'm thinking, what are you kidding? He's a human. Of course he gets it. And unfortunately, too often, these are the types of assumptions people make just because somebody's brain works differently or he or she is not able to communicate in the way that you want. What I've learned is that there are so many reasons for that. It could be that even though they understand the question, they have trouble answering it due to a motor planning issue or their sensory system is too overwhelmed and they are too distracted to be able to connect with you in that moment. So people wrongly assume when that happens that the individual they're speaking with, often someone with autism, can't answer the question or can't engage in conversation. And that's not true. Too often, the person asking the question has not set up the environment in a way that's conducive for the special needs person to connect. But I want you to imagine for a moment that you are somebody with unique needs. You are somebody who understands the world around you, has thoughts, processes, and can't express those thoughts in the same way as other people. Imagine for a moment that because you can't express those thoughts, you can't express your feelings or needs in a way that's as timely as others around you, that people assume you don't get it. People assume you can't keep up. Or they assume that you're not capable of their level of interaction. Ask yourself how that would feel. It's intense, right? I recently had a little bout of you-know-what, that certain virus that's going around, and that's why my voice might be a little weak today, but I wanted to show up and be here on this podcast anyway. And I had the immense lesson of not having a voice for two days. I had a bird's-eye view of what it felt like to be my child, for two days. And 
it blew my mind to see how beautifully and how willingly he communicates with the world around him, even though it's going to be incredibly challenging and frustrating at times to operate differently than other people. And what really struck me was that too often people assume that he or other people with special needs are not competent. They can't learn. I remember being in a meeting for my son years ago when he was probably six years old and someone at the meeting tried to tell me that my son didn't need speech, even though he was trying so hard to communicate and still does, because his IQ test, according to them, indicated that that wouldn't be useful. He, he wasn't capable of communicating in a deeper way. I laughed and asked if they wanted to see a video of my son trying to communicate with me. They said no. But they were so quick to assume he was not able simply because of a piece of paper. And don't get me started on the testing systems in most districts. <laughs> Imagine instead what the world would look like for people with special needs if everyone around them assumed they were capable, assumed they were competent, assumed they had the ability to learn and to achieve new heights. This is the assumption I want you to make about every special needs person you meet. Always assume competence. There might be learning involved, but assume competence. And watch the people in your life start to rise to the occasion. The next assumption that you must make about people with autism or special needs in your life is assume they understand everything you are saying, whether you're talking directly to them or not. Assume they're comprehending everything. Don't talk about them in the third person. If you're talking about Joey, talk to Joey. If you have to talk to Joey's mom, say, hey, Joey, your mom and I have to talk about you for a minute. Is that okay with you? Is it okay if we do that right now? And ask his permission because he knows what's happening. Don't assume that he doesn't just because he can't communicate with you in the same verbal capacity as someone else. All the time, I see parents, therapists, friends talk about their kid as if he's not even there. And yet he's sitting right next to them simply because he can't communicate in the same way. So don't talk about the person behind his or her back because you assume he or she doesn't understand because they can't answer you. Talk directly to him or her. Treat them with the level of respect they deserve. Whenever I meet a new teacher or a new therapist, they often will ask, you know, what triggers your kid? And I always say the same thing. He really hates side conversations about him when he's in the room. So if you need to talk to me about something relating to his education or his well-being, let's book a time. Let's go to the other room. But don't do it in front of him. 
and then pretend he's not there because he's aware. He knows exactly what's going on and it makes him have feelings as it should, as it would you if people were talking about you right in front of your face as if you weren't there. And the last assumption you must make about individuals with autism is assume they want to connect with you. It is a huge misconception that people on the spectrum are preferring to isolate or they are not interested in the world around them. They're not interested in connecting. In my experience, this is the opposite of the truth. In my experience of working with specialists who've seen countless children and adults with autism and worked with them closely, this is the opposite of the truth. One specialist I work with who operates in the area of relationship development always says, Sarah, in my 30 years of working with kids, I have not met one kid on the spectrum who was disinterested in connecting with others. They all wanted to. They all wanted to have relationships with those around them. The key factor here is that the adults around them, or the kids, but often the adults, didn't know how, were self-conscious, couldn't build that bridge. So they let the kid stare off into space or play by themselves instead because they didn't feel confident in what they were doing. Meanwhile, so often the child is dependent upon the people around them to build that bridge and start, initiate the connection. So many kids want to connect, but they don't know how. But if you throw them the olive branch, they will gladly connect with you. Often, the reason they're having trouble connecting with you is that their sensory needs get in the way. And most people on the spectrum are very smart. They know that makes them different. They know that they're not like everybody else because they're more easily distracted or their need for tactile input or visual stimulus gets in the way of a, quote, typical interaction. So they can feel timid or lack confidence because of this awareness. And it's up to you, the person around them, to be persistent in building that bridge so that he or she can feel more confident in having a connection with you. But every time I go on Wikipedia and I see the definition of autism and I hear it talk about people wanting to isolate or just, you know, hide from the world around them, I roll my eyes because it's not the truth. The truth is that the world around them hasn't made the effort to understand or connect with unique individuals. But these individuals want to. So always operate from that place of this person wants to connect with me. He or she may not know how. And certainly, if you've met one person on the spectrum, you've met one person on the spectrum. So just because you try one thing to connect with someone 
doesn't mean it's going to work because it worked with someone else. So you might need to get curious and think about different stimuli, different sensory aspects that you can engage with together to help this person feel more comfortable with you. But the good news is that when you see this person start to light up because you're understanding them, you're making the effort, the relationship will blossom quickly. So to recap, three assumptions to make always about people with autism. One, assume competence. You might still have to teach them, but assume they're capable of learning. Two, assume they understand everything you're saying. And that means be thoughtful around how you talk about them when the situation requires. Do so appropriately. Treat them the way you want to be treated. And lastly, assume these individuals want to connect with you. But you might need to think creatively in order to get it started. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember, you're here to uplift the special people in your life. I know it can feel like a big job at times, but you've got this and I've got you. And if you feel lost, send me an email, sarah at sarahintonanto.com. I'm here to help. Have a great day. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.